Hello and welcome to this special bonus episode of The Dairy Edge. Chagas are running a weekly Let's Talk Dairy webinar series, which is also being made available as a podcast. On this week's webinar, Stuart Childs considers when to start the second grazing rotation. So I'm just going to go through, I suppose, what we would do on Pat, on around Patrick's Day, but obviously a week later because of the day that it fell, but still, still relevant in terms of grazing management for the next number of weeks. And we have a variation uh, from farm to farm. Some farms, obviously, maybe later getting started grazing this year and a lot of grass on farm to get through at the moment and a fantastic spell of weather at, um, available currently to do that. That throws up its own challenges. And then there are farms that have a nice bit of grazing done already. And they are also being challenged maybe in terms of their position relative to what grass they have on the farm for the next number of weeks to get us to the start of the second round. Okay. So again, this varies from farm to farm. There are some people that are actually already started their second rotation, which would be slightly concerning in, uh, from my perspective in that uh, growth isn't particularly strong. And then there are people that will obviously be on heavier soils that won't have uh, any plan in terms of starting a second round until maybe the 10th to the 15th of April or even later, maybe. Um, so ideally, um, I'll be I'll be talking generically here, but and people will have to tailor some of this to their own situations, okay? So I'm just going to share a, a presentation here now first. Um, so, and we can discuss that then. So when to start the second round in 2022, and I suppose the title is important in, from the point of view that it doesn't change, or it, it, it's not like it doesn't change if every year is different, uh, and you might crack it this year and find that the same plan of action won't work for you this year, the coming year. Uh, or didn't work for you last year situation. So it's important that people are dynamic, I suppose, around the start of the second round uh, in, in, in each given year. And it means that there has to be a bit of watching and looking done over the next number of weeks in particular uh, to make sure that we start the second round on time, which is a very important piece as well. And we'll cover that as we go along. So just to put a bit of context on it, green line here, which is just barely evident down here on the left-hand side, of the chart is the 2022 growth figure versus the 2021 in the red and the five-year average obviously in the blue and you can see obviously from this one and we'll zoom into the spring section of it now in a second as well uh, that it's a good bit uh, or it's it's behind where it should be on an average basis and is behind where it was for last year as well so that probably in itself will paint a picture now we would have started off quite strongly in terms of average farm cover etc on farms uh during for 2022 um but the, the kind of broken kind of weather and, and cold hard weather that we've had in the last couple of weeks has hampered the recovery i suppose and that's the key thing i suppose in terms of both people that are just really taking into grazing now that there isn't great or hasn't been great recovery to date and that maybe people need to be careful that they don't lend at the start of a second round with not enough grass in front of them and that's a a, a, a bad situation to find people to find for people to find themselves in so this is just a growth uh, from yesterday updated yesterday for the 23rd of, of march from pasture base these are the growths that were measured in the last week and you can see that the highest that we have there is 15 in tipperary or sorry 16 in carlow and mead and 18 there in county load and that um that generally speaking we're talking about kind of 14 15 average for the country and that's a bit back on where we would expect it to be for the third week of, of March. We'd be expecting it to be on average, probably 20, maybe a little bit with it. And that's going to throw up its own problems in that 
obviously we're missing seven fives, uh, which is 35 kgs per hectare from the point of view of reduced growth rate relative to what we would expect on average. And as I said, we focus on the spring piece here. You can see that if um, we look at this one, you can see the five-year average is just short of 16 here, and we're at about 13 there on the 24th of March, which is um, today. So the situation is basically that we have kind of trucked along uh, okay, as I said, started out strong, which have covered it on the farms, or uh, so the grass that was grown back in the last year is carrying us. And now we're expecting the growth to kick in from the spring that's going to get us started here out on the 5th or the 6th of April. However, we have a deficit occurring here. Uh, and if we have higher uh, calving rates, which we tend to seem to have each year, there could be a greater level of demand. And that might mean that we're going to get to magic day, which isn't going to be magic day, uh, a bit quicker than we want to get to it. So we have to adjust, I suppose, our react to this situation and we need to figure out a plan in terms of to make sure that we get to whatever our date is going to be to start the second round um, at the right stage. We don't want to get there too early, but equally so we don't want to get there too late either because that can have consequences for our second rotation grazing. Also can have actually knock on impacts in terms of grass quality for the, 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 the main grazing season as well. And we'll go through that in a second. So what do you need to know? You need to know where are you now, so people have to walk the place, see what kind of level of grass is on it. I suppose from a farm cover point of view, we're trying to keep that farm cover up above 550, ideally, uh, maybe a bit weighted even if you have a higher stocking rate. What percentage of the farm is grazed? And I suppose this, this kind of period of time will all, always highlight that the issue that a spring rotation plan, which we spoke about a couple of weeks ago, throws up. So we have maybe 60, 70% of the farm grazed, which is on target in terms of the spring rotation plan. But because we don't have a recovery sufficient enough to, to keep going, it, we, it means that if we do keep going and graze our final 30%, we're going to start, end up at the start of a second rotation with an inadequate grass supply to start that second round. And as I said, that 550 kilos uh, average farm cover is an important figure for people that are measuring, because if we go below that, we tend to be find it struggle to actually grow grass on the farm until we get above that again. So it's important to try to hold that 500, 550 kilos mark uh, in order to keep grass growing on the farm. The other thing then is where are you going? So what was your original plan start date for the second round? So again, that will vary from farm to farm. Some people like to start the second third uh, of April. Others might be the 5th, 6th of April. You'll all know that for your own farm. And if you just... Think about what date were you hoping to start and then do the, the kind of the rough sums or the rough uh, mathematics on it in terms of if the 5th of April is five days in April and we're on the 24th of, of uh, March today, then there's seven days in the month of March and there's five days in the month of April. If we take our average growth figures, which we would generally say would be 20 for the month of March and given the growth predictions that LED uh, sent out this week, we should achieve. That would say that we're going to grow 140 kgs over the next seven days. And if we were to get a, a on a, an average type of April, we should grow 150 over that. So very roughly speaking, we're going to add 300 kgs to our first paddock over the next 12 days. Where is your first paddock now? If we're talking about adding 300 kgs onto that, 
And our objective is that we'll have 11, 1200 on that first paddock for the next, or for on those first paddocks. So we're talking maybe first two, uh, three, four grazing paddocks that are coming back to us to have that kind of cover on them in order to start. That means that we have to have a, fair, a cover on those paddocks now of around 850 to 900 kgs. Um, so it's important to, to see where you're standing. We'll say, look back at those grazed paddocks uh, and see what way the first grazed paddocks and see what way they have been uh, in terms of their recovery. Now they started out quite well post grazing in the early spring period, in the early February period. Then we've had very variable weather between wet and cold and harsh dry weather. Um, the, the growth rate has been variable. So while we may have the days in terms of trying to maximize the amount of days between the start of the, the first round and the start of the second round, we just may not have had to grow throughout those days in order to get us to where we want to. So if you're not at that kind of 850-900 on those at the moment, we're going to have to push that out to give more time. And assuming that we are going to get the, those kind of average growth rates, you can work on the assumption that at 30 kgs, that's going to, so if you're at 750 today, you need another five days basically, so you wouldn't be starting your second round until the 10th of April in that scenario. So how are you going to adjust your plan in order to make sure that you get there? Uh, that's all going to depend on the amount of grass, I suppose, that you've left to graze. So depending on the amount of grass that's in the proportion of the farm that has yet to be grazed, that's going to dictate what you're going to do in one sense in terms of supplementation levels. Uh, the, the real thing, I suppose, is just dividing out that area. So if there's 12 days left and 12 days, it's going to get you to the start of the second round. And we'll just take a very simple example. You've 24 acres of ground left to graze. Then you're going to graze two acres a day. If there's adequate grass on those two acres, uh, for uh, along with a bit of supplementation, you can do that with just meal and, and uh, grass. If there isn't enough grass on that, you may have you will have to look at supplementing with something additional to the, the meal in the parlor. So we can probably push five, six kilos quite comfortably uh, in order to fill the gap in the short term. Once we go over that, we need to start looking at um, ensuring that there's adequate roughage available, I suppose, maybe depending on the uh, level of the grass that you're grazing. Again, if there's lowish cover, you're going to have to provide a fiber source. Uh, so the silage might have to come into play there. And it's important that we know that, or that we divide that area out and that we're not uh, just going and continuing doing what we've been doing all along and risking that we're going to run out faster than we are uh, expect, hoping to. So the idea is, as I said, if you had 24 acres left to graze and you've 12 days to get to the start of the second round and you're happy that you'll be able to start the second round at that stage, you divide that area up into, uh, into basically 12 sections, which is two acres a day. Uh, and then fill in the gap if there's a gap to be filled. That doesn't necessarily mean that when we start second round that we're going to be dropping that supplementation, but it means that our cover on our first graze paddocks are where we want it to be. Why is that important? It is important because we have one more opportunity left now before we move into the reproductive stage of, gra of grass, which is the heading stage. And as, as you all know, that heading stage is the one that impacts on protein uh, percentages and so forth for you in your milk constituents. And if we can clip out those paddocks well in the second rotation, it means that we've kept the level of um, stubble, I suppose, or the stubble height low uh, on the way into the third rotation. Whereas if we don't manage, if we were late hitting the second round start date and we're moving into kind of 14, 1500 covers, 
maybe a bit witted even potentially sometimes. Um, it's going to be hard to get the coast to graze that down uh, to where we want to, to keep the quality in the diet. Now, in general, um, I don't have a huge issue with people topping because I think to, uh, or using a mower to correct uh, grazing heights uh, if there's an issue on farm. But this year is going to be very, very expensive to do that because of the increase in diesel uh, costs. And uh, as a result, we should be trying to do everything that we can to avoid having to use the top or, if, or more to, to correct uh, pasture or pre post grazing heights if we can at all. So this is an opportunity to do that. Uh, and where that really starts is um, where we make sure that we start that second round. So it actually could mean that we may not even be finished our, our first round if our first grazing paddocks, so the first three to four paddocks are in the right place to start, we can actually start to mix and match a little bit there. And what it can help to do sometimes is to transition into that lusher grass that you're going to be transitioning into with, with the um, uh, second round grass and can help cows tra transition a bit better. So it's not a bad thing. So it's important that we, I suppose, we don't put on the blinkers and concentrate on completely finishing the first round. Um, before we start the second round, we have the scope to maybe mix and match a little bit. And as I said, uh, that bit of second round uh, mixed in with the first round could mean that we would just get away with meal and, and, uh, and grass only. But if we are tight, uh, it may mean that we may need to come in with supplement in the form of silage as well. So it's important that people are conscious of that and that over the next number of weeks that we're reassessing our situation on a weekly basis in order to make sure that we're not going to overshoot the runway or be undershoot the runway uh, and the, the runway basically is that start date if we overshoot it we don't start in time that boat is going to start to build and we're going to be pushing against the hill in terms of trying to keep quality in the in the diet without having to do something mechanical and look i think there is an element of uh, um, mechanical intervention required at some stage for every paddock during the course of the year but ideally i suppose if people were to look at it, uh, the way to do that would be to um, conserve it into a silage bale this year in particular, uh, if at all possible, from the point of view of reducing diesel costs associated with grassland management. Um, the other thing is if we run short, if we if we undershoot the runway, we're going to get to the start of the second round and we're the, the ball is going to be bust because there's going to be no grass. And that's going to mean that we're going to have to load in supplement then in the form of both silage and concentrate. And from people's perspective, that's not going to be an ideal position to be in from both a milk constituents point of view, obviously it's a, a pain to be doing that at the start of the second round as well. Then maybe you know, if you're nearly on an all silage and uh, meal diet at that stage and the other impact can uh, be associated with breeding. So unless we have very, very high quality silage and even then it's questionable, there's going to be a dip in terms of uh, milk performance, which you'll see in the form of protein. And also this can impact in terms of breeding from the point of view that the, the eggs that have been formed at that stage are probably the eggs that are going to be coming to the fore when we're talking about AIing at the start of uh, the end of April, early May. So it's important that you, you can kind of plan that out to make sure that you don't run out of grass, okay? So to summarize, I suppose, you have to look back to go forward. So you need to see what's on the first graze paddocks. Where that is then is going to dictate that start of the second round. So as I said, if you're not at kind of 850-900 today, uh, based on what we would see for the average figures would say that you're not going to make start to the second round on the 5th of April if that was your plan. The other thing that may need to be factored in, which is why you need to reassess weekly, which is the third point there, is because the forecast is potentially giving some colder, harsher weather again next week. 
So we've, we're getting a nice spell at the moment. And I would say that from my perspective, I think that things have improved quite dramatically in the last 48 hours, probably with a bit of heat and sunshine. Uh, in terms of there was a lot of leaf scorch uh, after the Patrick's weekend uh, that I, I saw on the country. And that's kind of correcting itself now when grass is beginning to grow again. But if we do take a dip again, it is going to mean that we're going to have to push that out a little bit more. Um, so, as I said, it's important that you see where, where are those first graze products. And for the people that have started grazing later, uh, it, it, it could be one way or the other. Obviously, we've, if we've good growth rates this week, but we go back into a period of poorer growth rates, we need to watch when that second uh, rotation is going to start as well, because we we haven't the days basically created between the start of grazing and the start of our second round um, if we're started late. And that means that we have to try and extend that to make sure that we get adequate time. Now, the other thing is that your growth rate is should, in theory, start to climb quite rapidly once we get out beyond the first, second week of April. And we should start moving into kind of 40s, 50s as we go through the month of April. And that will help that situation. But again, it's 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 the same no matter whether you've grazing done or no, no grazing done so far or just after grazing. You need to be able to assess what the position of the farm is in terms of those first graze paddocks versus when are we going to be back in those first graze paddocks. So look back before you go forward, okay? Have a plan, and that, that plan changes very um, dramatic, can not, not necessarily dramatically, but that plan changes from week to week. And even potentially, you could argue, uh, again, like we often talk about walking the farm regularly during high periods of growth, there's actually an argument for walking the farm regularly in low periods of growth as well, from the point of view of it making the right decisions around um, moving forward and well I suppose as we move into growth as well it's important that if we are if we have a plan in place to hold the position that we're in and we if we do move into growth that's going to move us forward uh, quite significantly we need to be able to quantify that and, and make adjustments to the plan in order to uh, take advantage of that so that's the reason to, to need to do this on a weekly basis so put your plan in place today um, for to either hold your position or to speed up, if if that may be the case, it it can it'll vary very dramatically across the the people that are tuned in. Um, and then you you need to go back again then early next week probably to look at the position, um, see where those are going and where they're going to get you because it 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 is quite literally just that there has been lower growth rates. If we do get that pick up in growth very quickly that theory of grass grows grass if we're moving into those covers that are eight nine hundreds uh, moving up into a thousand they are going to quite dramatically increase the amount of grass that's on those areas in a very short space of time so while we're not there yet uh, if we think of it in the context of where we would be during the main grazing season we grow about 50 percent of the grass will grow on the in the third week of the rotate of of your 21 day rotation basically so that's why it's important to keep an assessment piece uh, of, of where you're at, because if we just say, OK, this is our position today and this is our plan, but that's going to change quite dramatically because the farm could suddenly have an, a, quite a, an amount of grass on it. And as I've said already, that's going to potentially create problems in terms of trying to achieve the graze out, trying to get through second round as well. Uh, and obviously we want to try and eliminate 
uh, machinery costs associated with grassland management at any point that we can logistically or re realistically for 2022. So if we can avoid having to take corrective action with um, uh, in 2022, other than maybe taking it out for bales or something like that to correct it from that point of view, it will be good from a financial point of view. Look, it may, it may be a necessity, but if we can avoid it, uh, that would be good. And the avoiding it starts at the start of, or it starts during the first round and the second round. So the first round, try to graze out quite tightly. And again, you're keeping that post residual high or low, sorry. And then uh, with that second grazing, we'll say there's the opportunity to correct some of the paddocks, maybe that weren't grazed as well during the first rotation and clip them down. Uh, and then also to just graze well during the second rotation if the weather is suitable for it. Uh, and it just lends itself to better quality grasses we move into the main season. Uh, a point that I suppose I just touched on there, paddocks that haven't been grazed particularly well during the first rotation could actually have a bit more grass on them. And then your earlier grazed paddocks that might be grazed quite well. And given that that might be the situation, again, we, we have a bit of flexibility there. Just because we started in paddock number one on the 20th, 21st of 28th or 29th of January, doesn't mean that we have to start the second rotation on that paddock again. If there is a paddock ahead of it, and, and those paddocks will say, as I said, that maybe we kind of ran over them, uh, got, got our grazing in and got the cows off of it again, but they didn't graze it out very well. They're not going to put them back in on top of it for the risk of damage, but that will have a little bit more grass on it now potentially, and it could allow you to, to go into earlier. And again, it would be of benefit to people to actually go into that earlier because that little bit of corrective action can be taken at that lower cover and the cows will readily enough take, take it down to the four centimetres uh, that you'd be hoping to, that they would achieve. Leaving that till kind of the, when it comes in line in, the, in your grazing rotation will potentially mean that you'll have 15 or 1600 on that then and it's also a butty 15 or 1600 because we haven't, we, we didn't clip it down the first time so there's a small little bit of stem elongation after taking place in it at that stage. Uh, and we're now asking them to graze hard to take it down. And we don't want to try to, we want to try to keep cows going forward, forward, forward at this at this stage of the year in particular. So for it's good for the cow and it's good for the grass plant to try and hit those paddocks earlier. So just again, to summarize, look back at those first graze paddocks. That will decide your course for going forward. You need to have a plan. So what areas left to you at the moment? When are you going to now start your second round or when do you expect to start your second round? Divide out your area there uh, and make sure that you don't over allocate or under allocate. Make sure you feed the cows, obviously, then. So if those areas that you're allocating aren't going to feed the cow, you're going to have to supplement. Meal, obviously, is your first choice up to about six kilos, potentially. Uh, and then anything over that is going to mean silage has to come in in order to fill the gap or Look, there are there is the option of zero grazing silage ground, maybe if you can't walk to it as well. Um, or there is the option, of course, of maybe bringing in silage ground that may have already got some fertilizer. Be very careful if people have already moved, which is unlikely, I would expect, with full rates of fertilizer on silage ground, that there is a risk of um, animals getting sick there if they go into that with nitrate poisoning. Um, but it would probably require high growth rates for that to occur potentially. So have a plan. Uh, whatever that plan is, is going to be individual to the farm. Most important thing then is that third point to reassess weekly because it is a very dynamic situation and it will change quite dramatically over the next two weeks. And the key, key point of the whole uh, topic this morning is that it is important that you don't 
um, finish your first round too late uh, and start your second round too late, but it's also equally important that you don't start your second round too early either because you don't want to go into a tailspin uh, in terms of grass growth. Final point, I suppose, that needs to be mentioned on it. Obviously, uh, I didn't. I'm not going to. Fo- I'm not going to focus too much on it because it's time for fertilizer to get out on farms. People have huge expectations of the two and a half thousand gallons of slurry that was put out uh, earlier on in the year, and in some cases, we have little or no fertilizer going out with that now at this stage. We need to get out with fertilizer now. Conditions are fantastic uh, in this part of the country, anyway. Uh, I would assume it's going to be the same looking at the forecast for the rest of the country in terms of ground trafficability. So no issue in terms of getting out there. Good growth rates forecast for this week, which will mean that it'll start to get utilised in particular, uh, and it just needs to get out there. So objective would be that we'll have on average 60 units, maybe on the drier farms, maybe a little bit closer to kind of 50, 55 on some of the heavier farms uh, over the next number of weeks. Um, definitely 60 needs to be out by er- the early part of the st- first stages of April on uh, the drier farms. So if you don't have nitrogen up to date, if there's only slurry out, or if you have nitrogen and fertilizer out in parts, but have more fertilizer to get out, get out, get that fertilizer out. It need- You need nitrogen to grow grass, folks. Uh, and if you don't have it, it's not going to grow. And the situation is just going to be that you're going to be feeding expensive concentrate and feeding silage that's either going to be expensive or expensive to replace uh, to, to cows to keep the milking while you're waiting for grass to grow, which isn't going to grow if you don't have nitrogen out. So look back to go forward, have a plan, reassess weekly and get the fertilizer out. Hopefully you got some benefit from that. Um, we'll be back next week. Next week, I'm actually going to talk about fertilizer for silage. So again, we're looking at potentially trying to save some fertilizer uh, where we can. Obviously, we have to save it from the grazing point of view as well due to the 10% reduction that has been uh, applied through derogation. Uh, so next week, we're going to talk about the fertilization situation for silage and any scope that might be available there in terms of uh, savings around application rates okay so i hope you enjoyed that um we'll talk to you next week enjoy the fine weather and take care thank you that's all for this week's let's talk dairy webinar series and don't forget to look out for more bonus episodes each week i'll be back with our usual dairy edge interview on monday so do listen in then i'm emma louise coffee and thanks for listening